What is going on? It is a happy Monday as the Cincinnati offense came to life on Sunday and the Reds got a big win. Thanks as always for joining us for Chatterbox Reds. My name is Nick Kirby and Chatterbox Reds is your daily home for live post game shows after every Reds game on YouTube and podcasts like you're listening to right now. Always available bright and early the morning after every Reds game. And as long as the Reds stay in the postseason race, we'll have podcasts even the morning after an off day to keep you in the loop on all things Cincinnati Reds. This podcast presented, as always, by Betfred Sportsbook. Well, coming up on today's show, myself and Craig Sandlin talked about Sunday's game. I'll recap the Reds' minor league action, including two Reds affiliates who played their final game of 2023 on Sunday, and we'll take a look at what is ahead for the Reds. But first, here's what happened on Sunday, in case you missed it. Series finale for the Reds against the Cardinals. Reds running out of season, trying to hang around in the race, and they were also trying to avoid getting swept at home to the Cardinals. Joey Votto, as expected, was activated before the game started, but a little unexpected, Jonathan India was also activated before the game. Red starting pitcher on Sunday, Hunter Green, making his first start since coming back off the COVID IL, and Green was fantastic. Six innings pitched, one hit, no earned runs, four walks, nine strikeouts, struggled a little bit with his command early in the game, but then figured it out, was dialed in the rest of the game. Looked like Green was probably going to be done after five innings, but came back out in the sixth, ended up with 109 pitches, and retired his last seven batters faced. The Reds' offense scored early and often in this one, and it all got started on a solo home run by Jonathan India in his first game back in the third inning, and then later in that inning, Will Benson also hit a solo home run. Reds kept going in the bottom of the sixth. Spencer Steer had an RBI single to put the Reds up 3-1, to one. Nick Martini, an RBI triple, put the Reds up 4-1. to one, And then an RBI ground out from Joey Votto made it 5-1. to one. Then in the bottom of the seventh, TJ Friedel capped off a great day with a solo home run. That made it 6-1. to one. And then in the bottom of the eighth, the cherry on top, Joey Votto homered on his 40th birthday to make it 7-1. to one. A really cool moment. For Joey Votto, first game back on his 40th birthday. You can't script it much better than that. Buck Farmer, TJ Antone, and Alexis Diaz finished off the 7-1 win for the Reds as the Reds actually held the Cardinals to just one hit on Sunday for a huge win. Here's what David Bell had to say about Sunday's win. Pretty impressive what you got from Hunter Green today. It was for a lot of... Um a few different reasons. I thought early he was still looked like he was trying to settle in. It's been several days now since he pitched, um, so he had to kind of knock the rust off a little bit. It looked like, but um, really good slider. Um, used the slider to really set up his fastball. I thought, and the best part was he got stronger as he went. Last two innings were dominant, really, and uh, got us deep into the game. Plus, uh, he can definitely take that in into his next start. What? Otto means this organization goes without saying. Uh, getting India back as well, and both of those guys hitting home runs today, uh, how important was that? Not only for them, but obviously for your team. Yeah, I mean, it's been um, you know amazing in a lot of ways that we've had 
players step in and step up and young players get opportunity and um, we've talked a lot about that but um, it felt back to to normal it felt like uh, our team was back together at least closer anyway and those two guys have a lot to do with it they're I mean we've we all know in the clubhouse are just a huge part of our our team, our organization, and it uh, felt like we had our family back together uh, today. And they both played well and got the first game out of the way. And uh, we can, you know, it's it's exciting in there. You know, we're we're playing for something right now, and um, it's important to to really be in the moment. We want to be full strength and and give ourselves a, a real opportunity to to get this done. With the chance you have, you guys have been a pretty good road team. Uh, is this win as big as it comes as far as what's ahead, particularly going on the road now and almost must-win situations the rest of the way? Sure. I mean, um, we know that, and um, there's some real you know, competitive people. There's uh, that, That's a great thing. You know, there's excitement to that. You work all year, um, all off-season to have this opportunity, and you, you work as a team and make sacrifices to put yourself – in this situation as a team um so that, that's something that that uh we honor and we 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 respect and we're welcoming but at the same time like to get it done there's a lot to be said for removing the focus on the results and just kind of focusing on the things we've done all year to put ourselves in this position improving every day and you know staying together as a team and and just seeing how how hard we can play the rest of the way and here's what Red starting pitcher Hunter Green had to say. Walks were the frustrating part. Um, you know, always looking at the, uh, you know, the side of the game where you know you're better in those situations or where you can improve on. So uh, the walks were frustrating. Got to limit those, especially going into the rest of the season. Um, but overall, being able to put guys away when I needed to, I felt like I did a good job of that. Um, Indy making a good play, keeping it in front. Um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, today was good, and just got to keep building off of it. Your final at, uh, batter you face, you struck, strike out looking. You seem to be extra amped up about it. Was it kind of the that's where you wanted to get to? You working some rust off and finally feeling it. At yeah, that I'm point? looking. I'm Baker. Yeah, yeah. Um, just trying to finish strong. You know, getting to, to three balls there. Uh, I feel like I'm a lot better in that situation and in general. Uh, so you know, being able to bear down and make that pitch definitely don't want to walk him. I knew where my pitch count was as well, and uh, did not want David to come out there. So just trying to finish strong and, and get out of that inning. And lastly, here's Joey Votto about his return to the Reds lineup and a special moment for him on his 40th birthday. All right, guys, thank you very much. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Thank you to, to everyone out there. I see, I see your posters. I see your T-shirt. I hear your well wishes. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, I've been here a long time, and I feel like I'm seeing familiar faces. So thank you to everyone that wished me happy birthday. It means a great deal to me. What did it feel like to go yard on your 40th birthday? Well, it feels good. To, to be a part of a, t- a team win. You know, we're, we're driving towards, you know, ideally a playoff berth and then go from there. You know, we had, we had a great performance from so many guys today. You know, Hunter, I bet you if you were to ask Hunter, he'd say he probably wasn't at his best best, but he he had, had a really good performance. He only gave up one hit. Yeah, he only gave up one hit, but, you know, I, he, he didn't look like he was 
that's how good he is. Yeah. I'm, tr I'm trying to pay a compliment to him. That's how good he is that that he he did, he ended up only giving up one hit, one run through six innings, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And um, you know, coming back from COVID, uh, I, it's impressive. You know, we had a really good performance from from several guys in the lineup and guys that that just are just like frothing at the mouth every day to to be a part of this lineup, to to be a part of a Reds win. It's 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 so fun to participate in. Participate with. How important was it for you to get back, not only this season, I don't know what's going to happen next season, what you talked about, this playoff push. What's left in the tank? Does this team still believe they can get in? Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. There's no hesitation. We don't talk like that or think like that. Uh, we're feeling the energy from the from the fans. Know that there's we're competing with a, a Bengals game right now. And um, we really appreciate the support from everybody in Cincinnati and any Reds fans around the country and the, around the world. Can I say that? Around the world? Um, but, you know, we, we collectively don't even think about that. There's no sort of, like, let up here. Um, we're motivated to make big things happen here. And, and you see it You see it today. You saw it today. Excuse me. How much razzing did you get from teammates about, you know, old man jokes, T-shirt, et cetera? You take it all in stride, though, right? Of, uh, yeah, of course. I'm one of the teammates i'm one of the guys in the clubhouse i'm 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 you know one of us and that's that's my favorite part about being a ball player you know i'm just one of the guys always have been it's an it's a it's 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 their way of showing um i guess love towards their teammates and we do that to everyone that's that's our culture so it's a it's a really good environment in there joey Votto's 437 foot home run was the longest home run in Major League Baseball on Sunday. And of course, it was our Deep Drive of the Day, sponsored by Deep South Commodities. DSC is a leader in renewable commodities for biofuel production, specializing in used cooking oil collection, aggregation, and sales. Visit www.deepsouthcommodities.com for more information. Thanks, as always, to our friends at DSC. All right, let's get you caught up on the ever-important NL wildcard race. Philadelphia Phillies lost on Sunday, but they do continue to hold the first wildcard spot with a comfortable four-game cushion. The Cubs beat the Diamondbacks on Sunday. Finally, a loss for Arizona. Cubs still hold the second wildcard spot. They have a two-game cushion. Arizona stays in the third spot, but the Miami Marlins won again. They're now 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Marlins just a half game behind the Diamondbacks. The Giants won, as did the Reds, of course. So the Reds and Giants both tied a game and a half behind the Diamondbacks. So for the Reds, they're a game and a half behind the Diamondbacks. They are three and a half games behind the Cubs for that second wildcard spot. And then still five and a half behind the Phillies for the first wildcard spot. So definitely still in range of two spots. Only a game and a half out of the playoffs as it stands on Monday. All right, well, here is myself and Craig Sandlin on Chatterbox Reds Live on YouTube talking about Sunday's game. Craig, just a day that you just kind of can take a, a deep breath here. You kind of reset a little bit. We're still alive. 17 games to play. Boy, we needed this one today. And uh, just uh, I haven't felt like the Reds have had one of these like complete games in a long time, right? Maybe I'm missing one. I mean, they kind of had one against the Mariners, right? But, but that was still like kind of a piece together game. Like this was a, a great starting pitching performance. 
Great bullpen performance, great offense performance. When's the last time the Reds have had all three of those in the same game? I can't remember one. I mean, it's been a long time. I'd have to go back and look. I'm sure sure I'm forgetting one. I, I know the, like you said, the Mariners. Uh, but yeah, I mean, no, I mean, a performance like this where you get one hit out of your starting pitcher over six innings, bullpen comes in, shuts it down. Um, I cannot think of a more dominant performance uh, out of this team. You know, uh, all around positive uh, notes, literally up and down the lineup. Um, if you're a Reds fan, this is the kind of game, quite frankly, that you were expecting and hoping for, you know, the first two games of the series. But, you know, you bounce back and uh, and now you look forward to the last 17 games. Initial thoughts on her green. I thought, uh, like you mentioned, maybe a little rusty early on, struggled to get control. The four walks that he gave up were in the first four innings, and then he really settled in over the last couple. Um, his stuff was electric, though. Um, I mean, nine strikeouts uh, over the six innings. He looked like the Hunter Green that we need to have down the stretch if we want to compete for this wild card spot. 17 swing and misses. He had his velocity up to uh, 99.5 was where he maxed out today. Some of the narratives that have been surrounding Hunter Green, I felt like at times have been unfair. I think I hope he put a little bit of those to bed today. I mean, this was a big time performance when the Reds absolutely needed it. And he gave you some some real encouragement that, you know, the Reds can manipulate the starting pitching rotation down the stretch with 17 games to play. They have one, two, three four off days in the last 17 games. So you can manipulate it. You can get some, maybe an extra start here and two out of Hunter green. And uh, if he could do anything like this, uh, the reds really are going to have a chance And almost it. He, I don't want to go too far because it was one start, but it kind of gives you hope that maybe Hunter green could do a little bit of what, and I, I know there's a lot of other things surrounding him, but what he did in 2020 still stands in Trevor Bauer how down the stretch he was dominant, kind of won several games for the Reds in that that late season playoff push. Kind of think maybe Hunter Ring could maybe do something like that for the Reds. Yeah, with four days off, you've got an opportunity to re- really manipulate that starting rotation. And if Hunter Green can throw like this, it gives you a lot of faith to be able to give guys like Abbott uh, a day off here and there. Uh, Willie is now coming back off of the COVID IL, uh, so you've got him uh, coming in as well. It really just gives you an opportunity to set yourself up for the run. And with four days off, Hunter Green, if he can continue to pitch like this, you mentioned Trevor Bauer. I mean, he was going on three days rest back then uh, and really uh, putting together some really quality starts in order to help the Reds get to those playoffs. And Hunter Green can do the same thing. He's well-rested, obviously having spent a, a, a long stint on the injured list this year. He should have a fresh arm, and if he can maintain control and uh, continue to have the velocity that he showed today and the movement on his pitches that he showed today, uh, a lot of depth on some of those breaking balls, I think there's an opportunity for him to really step up in this pitching rotation and take over uh, down the stretch with these days off, and David Bell can kind of use those to his advantage. And uh, 17 days, games left, you may only need four starting pitchers in order to really get through that. Many times you had to get by with three. Uh, so, so that that last week of the season, you have day off Monday, 
at Cleveland at Cleveland day off Thursday and then three games. So you could really manipulate it. Maybe even go three days rest with a guy like Hunter Green just because of how fresh his arm is compared to a lot of other guys at this time of the year. But we have to stay alive until that point for that to even matter. Today was a good step in the right direction. Well, and if your bullpen continues to pitch lights out, you don't need seven or eight innings out of Hunter Green. If you can get a six-inning performance like you got today, that bullpen has shown all year long that it has the ability to keep that game locked down. So, uh, you know, 109 pitches today is certainly on the upper end of of where you'd expect him to go. But, you know, I think as he kind of gets his control intact, in that, that number will come down and uh, give him an opportunity to contribute to this team and hand it over to the bullpen in order to uh, close down games. So if you can get Hunter Green every every four days uh, to go out there and give you six innings, I think that puts you in a good position to win four more ball games uh, throughout the end of the year because I think he's probably got three or four more starts left in him with the way the schedule lines up. All right, to the Reds offense. Uh, 12 hard hit balls today off Miles Michaelis. Felt like at times Michaelis was going to somehow survive this outing. The Reds only had two runs through five innings. Finally, were able to kind of put this game, at least uh, maybe seize control of this game, the better way to say it, in the sixth inning. But the Reds offense, again, you know, last night was tough late in the game. But overall, this last week or so, the Reds offense looks like it's coming in the right direction. Got some reinforcements today. Both of them looked good, looked comfortable, looked like they're ready to contribute. Let's start with Jonathan India. Because uh, neither one of us thought he was going to be here today. I think I said, best case scenario, uh, he was going to come up for the Tiger series. But I guess, you know, with I'm assuming the Noel V. Marte not being available today was the reason Jonathan India came up. And they said, you know what? Screw one extra day of a rehab assignment. Jonathan, if you're feeling good, get up here. We could use you in the lineup today. Uh, they, they, they could also maybe give you a hint that the Reds don't want to play CES start CES at third base because they could have started CES at third base steer at second base. I think the Reds don't really feel comfortable doing that unless it's like a late game situation where you're trying to come back and you're kind of saying, you know, whatever with the defense, but you don't want to start the game like that, especially with a guy like Hunter green and you know, you're risking throwing the ball around and, 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 you know, messing up, you know, a good effort like you had from him today, but Jonathan India, Man, to hit that that home run, put the Reds up one nothing. Just kind of felt like, all right, might sound silly, put put them on your back, fellas. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan India has been looked at as a leader in this clubhouse all year long, and that was a big piece of wanting to get him back. He's a he's a great team guy, and people love having him around the clubhouse. Uh, but for him to come out today, that home run in the third. Um, he got on base his first three times up to bat today. Looked really good. Looked good defensively as well. Um, you know, it was interesting after he hit that home run, and he was he, they mentioned it on the broadcast too, but he was looking back into the dugout. You know, I'm sure he had said something. Somebody had said something throughout the uh, the game about his comeback and uh, maybe put a little pressure on him to hit that homer, and he certainly stepped up to the plate and did it. Um but he looked he looked really good. It's worth noting on the broadcast today they did talk about uh, Noel V. Marte uh, officially a fracture in his nose, so uh, it's going to be a little bit of a wait and see how he feels kind of thing, how his breathing is. 
Um, but it's really good to know that Jonathan India is back and already at major league ready level. Uh, and great to see him do that first at bat, taking the long ball. And then obviously Joey coming up, the two guys that you get back today at the end of the game, hitting a long ball of his own. Will Benson, the next guy that homered, uh, starting to look a little more comfortable at the plate, had a couple good games in a row. Smoked a ball later in the game as well. Three hard hit balls total on the, on the day. Three hits. Hit ninth, man. Will Benson makes this lineup look a whole lot better against right-handed pitching when he's rolling. Yeah, and it, it helped today that he was on. Jake Fraley obviously struggled a little bit at the plate today, but Will Benson, three hard hit balls, um, home run, double, single. Um, did have that one strikeout in the sixth, but... I thought he looked really good at the plate today. Um, you know, saw a number of pitches, um, took the ball the opposite way in his last at bat uh, for that single. So, uh, Will Benson being at the bottom of that lineup is certainly helps turn it over. Um, we talked a lot on, at the end the other day about what this team is going to have to do with moves, and both Senzel and Benson are showing that they don't want to be the ones to go down. So, um, there's going to be some decisions still that have to be made as people get healthy. Um, but yeah, Will Benson has shown and Nick Senzel as well that they neither one wants to be the one that is uh, sent down. Joey Votto. <laughs> Ho-hum. I mean, look, happy birthday, Joey, first and foremost, right? Happy birthday to Joey. I, I don't know what it is about Joey. He just finds a way in moments uh, and in games to to just make those memorable moments. I mean, he did it when he returned earlier this year. He did it today. Um, you know, I I don't want to get too high on, on Joey Votto and what he can bring to this team down the stretch offensively, but uh, certainly, certainly uh, from a leadership perspective, he can, he can still uh, provide. And I, it's tough, but like, it just feels like Joey's one of those guys that when he decides he wants to hit a home run, like he just finds a way to do it. And I don't know what it is about him. It just, um, it feels like some of those moments where he's like, all right, it's my turn. He just steps up and does it. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, three ground outs in his first three at bats. Um, he didn't really look great in his rehab assignment, but I mean, you can't help but smile when you talk about Joey Votto and what he's provided to this team over the last 20 years or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to get too excited about it, but it was it was nice to see Joey get his homer today um, and, and for him to to get that kind of late late inning run. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a great moment. It was uh, a special moment for uh, the greatest Reds hitter at least the greatest red sitter that that played the majority of his career here uh ever you don't want to get too high off of a moment like this i mean this was off of a lefty with an era over seven it was a curveball right down the middle of the plate but it was still a cool moment i think you still probably need to pick your spots with joey Votto down the stretch i, I think there's going to be nights where christian Encarnacion and strand and jake fraley are better options because unless you're playing CS at third base, which I don't think they should, you can't play all three of those guys in the same game. Uh, but it's 17 games left in the season. It's kind of who can get hot. 
And is Joey Votto capable of one hot stretch over over 17 games? Absolutely. So, I mean, so is Christian Ingranasio and Strand. So is Jake Fraley. So this is where David Bell really has to earn his paycheck, maybe more so than at any point of his entire career as Reds manager, because it's more so than just managing numbers because it's not a, you don't have 162 games for stuff to level out. You have a bunch of players that aren't at a hundred percent that you have to pick and choose from. And that's where there's no statistical data that tells you what to do. And I'm the analytical guy, but that that's where, where we are right now. You're having to evaluate these guys and some of it's going to be guesswork, but uh, this is he's got some tough decisions. And uh, let's just hope whoever he picks can get hot. This is the time of the year where you've got to ride the hot hand a little bit, I think. Um, and analytics will and should play a part in your decision making process, but probably more than any other time of the year. Now's the time where it might be the right move to trust your gut a little bit, it might be the right move to ride that hot hand. And see, okay, um, you know, Spencer Steer was two for three today. TJ Friedel was two for four today. Um, Will Benson was three to f- three for four today. Maybe you give them another look, even if it's not a favorable matchup, uh, just to ride that hot hand. And Will Benson, I think they said it on the broadcast today. I think he's got an extra base hit in seven of his last eight hits or six of his last eight hits now. I've all been extra base hits. Uh, he's certainly, certainly raking the ball well. So, uh, an opportunity to play him a little bit more, maybe, um, David Bell was talked on the broadcast on Apple TV the other night as a manager of the year candidate and what he does down this stretch may cement his, uh, place in that conversation at least, um, because you've, you've got a lot of options, um and how he draws up this lineup and manages this bullpen and starting pitching rotation down the stretch could be the difference between the reds being in the in the playoffs and not yep not I, no no pressure though david yeah no pressure and these are tough these are tough calls i mean i'm sitting here looking at this and i'm like yeah hey, what do you do with some of these decisions i mean i think you know, there is some analytical data that you can look at such as and, and i know the reds do this as i know everyone when they see the lineup come out they they always you know well is this guy not playing thing, thing i think we always have to remember is there's so much more data out there than even we see that these big league teams have in terms of what does this pitcher throw what is this pitch mix how does how does this player perform against players that are are pitchers that have si- similar mixes and things like that so i think you can use some of that then you can kind of weigh in who's hot, who's not, and you have to make some really tough decisions, and we'll we'll see how they play out. But some other guys, TJ Friedel had a great day, a triple and a homer. I mean, uh, th- this guy's it, it's felt like he's he's gone. Um, he was really rolling through the first three or four months of the year. Hit a lull, came back, looked good. Hit another lull, but now he's starting to look like he's picking back up. And uh, man, he's just such a huge weapon at the top of the lineup when he's playing well. He he gave us a bit of a scare there on that triple. I got really nervous. Uh, yeah. that slide. Um, but yeah, he just brings such uh, 
such energy to the lineup. It feels like quite frankly, that triple and the home run, um, you know, I give miles Michaelis a little bit of credit, but I mean, he's a junk ball pitcher. He's really not that great of a pitcher. Um, I thought the top of our lineup was just way out ahead of everything early on in the game. And so give, give TJ Friedel and a number of the other guys credit for making adjustments and being able to sit back on the ball and um, Friedel in his first two at bats, kind of weak grounders to, to the right side of the infield. And then, um later on in the game make adjustments which is what you want to see out of your offense and hit that triple in the home run to to wrap up his day nick martini (laughs) (laughs) what a season man is nick martini like the one guy that kind of like just cements how crazy this red steve is this year as, as much as anyone i don't think there's another player that represents the season better than nick martini i mean all year we've been talking about guys having to step up um and make plays make spot starts whatever whether it be a starting pitcher or otherwise and nick martini in his two or three weeks now i mean just continues to find ways to contribute offensively hit a triple today um back to back uh, not back to back, but uh, separated by Spencer Steer. But you know, two triples there in the six with him and Friedel, um, in a in a good at bat. I mean, he fouled off a, a two strike pitch there uh, before the triple, and so yeah. I mean, if you would have told us that Nick Martini was going to be one of our offensive MVPs this year, especially down the stretch, I don't think anybody would have uh, even thought twice about that. I do want to point out. Um, one move that was interesting to me in the moment, but I think really paid off was pinch running for him after that triple, they brought in Harrison Bader to pinch run for him and Bader ended up scoring on that weak ground ball from Joey Votto. I'm not sure that Nick Martini scores on that ball didn't end up mattering, but, um, was a move that I think, uh, should be noticed. Um, cause I, I don't think that Nick Martini scoring on that weak ground ball to the shortstop from Joey Votto. And uh, so that potentially could have played into the whole uh, the game as well. Well, I th- I'm sure the move also was defensively as well. For sure. You know, you, and uh, I think didn't Friedel make a nice play later up against the wall when he moved over to left field, right? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, those those kind of things matter. Uh, I, I don't think Nick Martini is necessarily a very good defensive outfielder, hence why the Reds were DHing him before they kind of ran into this whole... Uh, uh, well, when Jake Fraley came back and pretty much has cemented himself as the the full time DH against right handed pitching, but what a season from Nick Martinez and then Spencer Steer. I mean, I feel like every time I look at a box score, two hits from Spencer Steer. I mean, this dude just uh, what a freaking season, man! I he seems to do it so quietly too. I don't. Yeah. I mean, um, I loved his aggressiveness in that second inning. Uh, he hit that single, tried to extend it into a double, really close play at second. I know Trace tweeted out that they w- he wishes that they would have challenged it. The two replays that we saw, I didn't see anything that would have overturned it at least, but I love the aggressiveness. This team is best, in my opinion, when they are aggressive on the base pass. You saw the seven extra base hits today. Um, obviously, uh, Steer trying to extend that double. Um, 
I, I thought that Spencer Steer had a really good, quiet, successful day. I mean, a great at bat in the seventh as well, um, ending up with a walk. Yeah, that RBI single in the sixth. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Spencer Steer continues to almost be the little quiet MVP on this team, and I, I, I don't think that you can overstate what he's contributed so quietly throughout this entire year. The Reds bullpen, you have to mention it. I just, you know, today they had a comfortable lead, which is such a rare, rare occurrence for this bullpen to get to pitch three innings with a, you know, multiple run lead. Haven't had a whole lot of that, at least of late. Uh, but but great job. You know, Buck Farmer only hit, got through his inning on eight pitches. Uh, TJ Antone did take him 19 to get through his, but Alexis Diaz, could you have wanted a better situation for Alexis Diaz? Nine pitch inning. Exactly. You wanted him to get some work with the day off tomorrow, but he didn't have to really overexert himself. Just a perfect, perfect day for Alexis Diaz. <laughs> it was just nice to see these these pitchers all come through. No one, you know, no one walked a bunch of batters. TJ Anton had one walk. That was the only one where you had to maybe bring in another pitcher and you had to really go through just uh, a, a great job for the bullpen today. Just to keep it moving, keep everyone fresh. And you're going to go into the series against the Tigers, which we'll talk about them a little bit more here in a minute with a really fresh rested bullpen. And that's great to see. I think you said everything we need to say. I mean, the bullpen has been shut down all year and it's funny. I think if you go back and watch our show last night, everything that we said we needed to have happen today happened. Offensively, we stepped up. Hunter Green stepped up. The bullpen did its job. And Alexis Diaz got a chance to get some work in without being stressed. I mean, we the, the Reds, like I said at the opener, couldn't have asked for a better day today. Um, they got the help that they needed. Uh, across the league with Arizona losing now. So, no, I mean, I'm very satisfied with the way today went for sure. All right, well, let's get you caught up on all of the Reds minor league action from Sunday. We'll start with AAA. Louisville Bats, they won 3-2 over St. Paul as Jose Barrero had a walk-off single in the 10th inning. Bats now 70-66 and on the year. Michael Marriott? Four and two-thirds innings, just allowed two runs and struck out six in his return to the bats after his heroic performance out of the bullpen for the Reds against the Mariners earlier last week. Catcher Johnny Pareda, four for five with a home run, his sixth of the season, and Aleo Lopez straight back from his interesting game, to say the least, on Saturday night in Cincinnati as a COVID replacement player, only got to stay one day. And he went down to Louisville and a ho-hum day, two for four. Kevin Newman was actually originally in the bats lineup as DH, still on his rehab assignment. He was actually replaced by Leo Lopez. Did not see if there was anything more to that. So we'll keep our eye on that. Double A, the Chattanooga Lookouts, they lost 3-0 to Montgomery. Lookouts now 68-63 and on the season. Not a whole lot going on in this one. Only four hits for the Lookouts. Blake Dunn 0 for 3 with the walk. All right, then high A, the Dayton Dragons, they won 4-2 over Fort Wayne in their series finale, and the Dragons uh, finished off the season with a bang. They scored four runs in the eighth inning in their big comeback win. Big contributors from that rally was top prospects Carlos Jorge had an RBI double, Hector Rodriguez had a triple, and then Edwin Arroyo 
had the RBI single that really put the game in control for the Dragons. The Dragons also, with the win, secured their third straight winning season with the comeback win. Dragons 67-65, and 65, that's how they finish 2023. Edwin Royal 1-for-5 in his finale. Up and down season at times for Royal, really, really hot at times. Uh, cold at times as well, a little bit of a cold streak to end the year. But a Royal finish was a 248 average, 748 OPS, 13 home runs, 28 stolen bases. Sal Stewart was two for four in his season finale. He walked and stole a base. Sal Stewart, 275 average, 811 OPS between both levels, Daytona and Dayton, 12 home runs and 15 stolen bases. Carlos Jorge, one for four with a double, 282 average, 838 OPS between his two levels as well, 12 home runs, 32 stolen bases, and Hector Rodriguez, a nice night to finish the year, two for four, he finished the season 293 with an 838 OPS, 16 home runs, and 18 stolen bases. It's possible some of these guys could play in the Arizona Fall League, probably not with their age, but we'll definitely keep our eyes and ears tuned into that. All right, the Daytona Tortugas, they also finished off their season, and they really finished off with a bang. They won 13-4 over St. Lucie. The Tortugas finished the year 56-72. Hopefully, if Louisville's able to finish off a winning season, they'll be the only Reds affiliate with a losing season. But Cam Collier won for four with a walk. Collier uh, finishes his first professional season with a 349 on on-base percentage. Uh, not a high average, didn't slug a lot, but... Uh, did show some really good plate discipline, um, ability to get on base at his young age. Carlos Sanchez uh, had a really nice day to finish off his season. Two for four with two doubles and a walk. That's the Reds' number 24-ranked prospect. And then Reds' number 9-ranked prospect, Ricardo Cabrera, 0 for four, but did walk twice. All right, well, here's what's going on on Monday. Reds, of course, are off on Monday night, but there is a lot of action that is very, very important to the Reds in the NL wildcard race. We'll start in order of when the games are played on Monday. At 7-10, the team the Reds are chasing most, I guess, at this point, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They will be playing at City Field in New York against the Mets. For the Diamondbacks, it's Zach Davies on the mound, by far the worst starter, one of the worst starters in baseball this season. He's got a 6.81 ERA. And they'll have a pretty good challenge. They're going up against Jose Quintana, the lefty. He's got an ERA of three this year. Hopefully he can get it done for the Mets on Monday night. Then at 740, it'll be the Marlins traveling to Milwaukee to play the Brewers. Marlins have Jesus Lazardo on the mound. Brewers have Brandon Woodruff. And then at 840, the Cubs, they will be facing the Rockies at Coors Field. Cubs have Jordan Wicks on the mound going up against Kyle Freeland. Just Wicks' fourth career start. Rockies not a very good team, just 51-91 and 91 on the season, but they do play a lot better at home. Jordan Wicks' fourth career start at Coors Field. You hope maybe some of that Coors magic could be in effect. Maybe the Cubs' bullpen get a little worn out this week, and uh, hopefully the Rockies can, uh, can get it going because they have really struggled got dominated by the uh, Giants over the weekend, another team of interest to the Reds. And, of course, the Giants, they are hosting the Guardians at 945. Gavin Williams on the mound for the Guardians against Alex Cobb. 
Alex Cobb, of course, took that no-hitter into the ninth against the Reds, but then in his next start, maybe a little fatigue after going a lot farther than he's used to. Uh, didn't fare too well against the Padres. So that is your action Monday night. Run through it one more time here. Diamondbacks at 7-10 at the Mets. The Marlins, 7-40 at the Brewers. Cubs, 8-40 at the Rockies. And the Giants, 9-45 hosting the Guardians. Well, the Reds, after their off day on Monday, will start a three-game series at the Detroit Tigers on Tuesday. Tigers, 66-77 on the season. But another team that has struggled most of the year that is playing maybe their best baseball of late. They are 7-4 in their last 11 games. Five of those wins did come against the lowly Chicago White Sox, two against the Yankees. But the Tigers are also 31-41 and 41 at home. They've been much better on the road, 35-36. and 36. Hopefully that can reign true. And the Reds trend as well. Reds have been a better team on the road than at home. Reds 38-32 and 32 on the road versus 36-39 and 39 at home. Reds expecting Brandon Williamson to be on the mound on Tuesday. David Bell did say that, according to John Sadek on the Reds broadcast, but no official announcement for any starters for either team for this series. Tigers, they are also off on Monday. Fangraphs projects Alex Fideo, Eduardo Rodriguez, and Reese Olsen as their three, but again, no official announcements yet. We will preview that series much more in detail on Tuesday morning's podcast. As I mentioned earlier, as long as the Reds still stay in the playoff race, we'll have podcasts every single morning, even mornings after off days when there hasn't been a game. Well, before I get out of here, I want to tell you about a couple other great Chatterbox shows. Chatterbox Bearcats, that's available everywhere you get podcasts. Charlie Walters, may remember him from Reds Live. He is hosting that show for Chatterbox. Covered the UC football win on Saturday. So Chatterbox Bearcats, anywhere you get podcasts. Chatterbox Bengals, very similar to what we're doing at Chatterbox Reds. That is available on YouTube. Those guys went live after the Bengals' tough loss on Sunday. Uh, fellas, I know what it's like <laughs> going live after a tough loss. Uh, those guys did really well. Uh, the best Bengal coverage out there, Chatterbox Bengals. That's on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. Check that out. And, of course, off the bench, Monday through Friday, uh, 10 a.m. to noon, Definitely going to want to check that out. YouTube on Monday. A lot to talk about with the Reds, with the Bengals. Uh, I know those guys will do a great job, and you will not want to miss that. Well, I will talk to you again in your podcast feed on Tuesday morning. Hope that your Monday goes well. You get your week off to a great start. And as always, go Reds. Go Reds.